On this episode of the Packet of Pod, we talk about taking care of business against the Rams and tease the NFC Championship just a little. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Jones has 98 of them. Play fake here, though. Rodgers going for it all. Looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Hey there, everybody, and welcome back. Packers are the number one team, and they showed why Adam Strait Bullion Ramsey made him cry. Holy cow, was Kenny Clark a bad, bad guy. The playoff power of Lambeau will terrify and mystify on the Pack It Up Packers podcast. What a Kenny Clark, Rayshon Gary was terrifying guy. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to throw out a bunch of stuff. What was the most surprising to you? The lack of Donald pressure? Ramsey getting destroyed on every single time he covered <laughs> Adams? Or, just as you brought up, Gary and Kenny Clark being in the backfield consistently all game long? I was most surprised by Gary and Kenny Clark. I, really? I, <laughs> I, only because I thought, I, I, I honestly thought Aaron Donald was more beat up than he's saying. He only played, what, 11 snaps? Good, good part into the game. I don't know how many he had under under fifty percent. I know that off the top. Of my yeah, head. and so obviously something was wrong with him. Jalen Ramsey, I called it. Not surprised. I wish Devontae had a few more yards, but he connected on nine of ten targets. So I'm pretty sure we succeeded in that game plan. You were so um, confident about that part. Yeah, and and look what happened. He made him look like a fool. But anyways, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, what they did to create pressure um, when, when honestly the Rams were putting it together, they were having good drives. Uh, they were controlling the ball somewhat. They were completing passes to J- Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson, you know, nobodies. Um, and, <laughs> and they're actually looking decent, but because we had consistent pressure from those two and, you know, uh, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith also got in on the fun. Um, if they can continue this, we're going to be, difficult to beat uh going going ahead the rams were giving up pressure against the seahawks though so i i expected us to have pressure i just thought it might come from the smith brothers i, I thought preston might even wake up for a playoff game uh but i was surprised by Devonte versus jalen ramsey and i know you called that he wouldn't have a problem with that josh and props to you credit credit where credit is due but you know a lot of people call jalen ramsey the number one corner in the nfl and Devonte made him look like just a number one on the Rams defense. And I was so impressed. You know, when he beats them off motion for a touchdown, that's one thing because they just manipulated the defense. But when he worked them on that slant route, oh, game over. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, I, I love that you bring up the motion piece because how much were they dogging the Rams and saying, or dogging the Packers and saying the Rams wouldn't be bothered by it, wouldn't be bothered by the pre-snap, but look what happened, boys. Mm-hmm. I think I said that too. So you can throw me under the bus. That's fine. There was one on the, on the second play of the game. So not even the touchdown we came out and trips left in that bunch formation, which kind of forces the defense to play zone. Uh, Cause if you're trying to play man with that condensed 
uh, pack three receivers, you're going to have an easy time just running rub routes and pick routes and, and getting a guy freed up. So it's on Jalen Ramsey's side because Devontae's over there. And whether it was the play call or Rodgers noticing it, they're just like, hey, send Devontae in motion. Now he's got a matchup with Josh Hill. Easy seven-yard out first down. I think it was the second play of the game. So they really manipulated motion better than McVay could. And it, it's kind of funny because LaFleur's supposed to be the understudy of McVay, and it seems like he got the best of them. Well, let's talk about this offense that uh, I'm. we were very confident that we could hang with this defense, especially since they were a little banged up. We took care of business, boys. There was not a single statistical element of this game that the Packers didn't beat the Rams average, whether it was total points, yards, passing, rushing, not giving up a sack, you name it. Packers took care of business. Uh, and what I thought was even more interesting, kind of alluding to that first question is yes, I understand, and there's plenty of people out there going, you didn't face Donald at his best. Man. But there's another guy on this defense that we talked about in Floyd, and he was a no-show as well. Uh, in the last three games leading up to this, that duo had eight sacks and 20 total tackles, zero sacks, four tackles in this game. This offensive line was unreal, and you could even see that from the backfield perspective of, yes, Jones went off, but Jamal had a solid game just chunking yards, and Dylan was in there for a handful, and he still almost put up 30 yards. Rodgers, I would probably say a B-minus game, but he still found uh, Lazard deep. Uh, Devontae was constant. Nine out of 12 targets were catches. So let's just talk about this 10. offense that is just unreal. It's just unreal what they're doing, even coming out of the bye, which we were a little nervous of. Nine out of 10 targets for Devontae, but yep. you're right. It, the O-line is the start of it, and I was so sick of hearing everyone be like, well, obviously Aaron Donald's not fully healthy, and that's why the O-line's having a good day. No, we talked about Michael Brockers. We talked about Leonard Floyd. This whole defense created pass rush. It, Morgan Fox, right? So the, you took the best defensive lineman in the game, hurt or not, he's on the field, and Rodgers was not hit. He was not sacked. He was barely even hurried, right? So – that front played so well. The fact that they're down guys, it's not like, you know, Aaron Donald's on the field and they're like, well, then, you know, that's a, that's an excuse because he's not fully healthy. It's like, well, we're down our all pro left tackle and somehow, you know, we're winning this battle. So th this whole game, Rodgers isn't getting touched. The guy is 37 years old and he's not getting touched. I mean, you can play for a long time under this offense. Yeah. It, it's funny because you, you hear about other, other announcers are, talking about how all these other teams are beat up. Barely anyone has brought up the issues the Packers have had on their front line during this season. You know, yes, we're banged up now, but we've been banged up all year. And I think that is why they are playing the way they are right now. Everybody knows this offense from any position at any time. So not only can they perform where they started the year very well, but now they've learned three or four, if not all positions um, by the end of the season. So if somebody gets hurt mid-game, just plug somebody in. They've done it before. We're ready to go. Um, I, I, I think people aren't really grasping how how this Packers unit as an offensive line has come together this year and just performed, if not the best offensive line in the NFL, definitely top, top tier, and they, they should be praised for it. And I want to throw this in, too. Not only protecting Rodgers, every single run – there is Billy Turner, Lucas Patrick. Somebody is pushing that pile the extra yard that it needs to go. Every single time our running back touches the turf, 
we have one of our O-line guys there. And that's where I think it's most impressive. Of They're taking care of business at home, but when we go into this run mode, they are flying up the field. And I the effort is just unbelievable on this O-line. Yeah, and it, it, they really took advantage of the, the Rams have this scheme where they try to shoot the gap and create penetration in the backfield. And the way our offense is built with that zone run scheme allows you to take advantage of that because you can let your defender shoot whatever gap he wants. And the offensive lineman uses just leverage and, and body weight to let him take that gap. But the running back can just read it. Right. So the Aaron Jones running style, Dylan was finding the holes. You know, Bakhtiari is not winning like a bench press competition. He just understands hand placement and leverage and just enough to win his battle. Right. Our guys aren't pancakers and road graders. But against the Rams scheme, it, it's a perfect fit for us having success because you can let them go wherever you want and just keep pushing them that way. And the running back makes the read and cuts up field. So scheme wise, that was a great battle. It's going to be tough next week, but we'll talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot different week next week. What do you guys think? Is Dylan going to be back? Is there any news on that yet? Uh, I looked it up right before recording. It, it's quad. It sounds like uh, they're gonna try to push it, but the way he went down just didn't. It didn't quite yeah. look good. It, I it was, was surprised he's getting so many reps early and leaving Jamal on the bench in order to do so. That was a huge scheme change. I, I want to bring this up too before we move on to the defense. What what about Alan Lazard and MVS? I was very surprised how open they were. Um, yes, they had some drops. They had some issues connecting. Um, but Alan Lazard had the huge play, 58 yards for the touchdown. Um, MVS came up with some key catches. But what what do you guys think? Why were they so open in this defense? I did not see Lazard having that kind of game. Yeah, no, no nothing like it. And I think it just came down to the Rams defense actually looked like sometimes the Packer defense where when you're facing a team that has so many options, you just kind of get lost in the weeds of doing mediocre on everything. I mean, the running game was doing well, so they were coming down, but then all of a sudden Lazard's open. So they're, uh, they just didn't know how to defend it. Like it legitimately was Matt LaFleur it, credit doesn't, goes to him. Cause man was, yeah. we were just rolling. We were and doesn't rolling it feel through. like Rogers has full trust in all of his guys. I know MVS will drop it occasionally, but Equinemius got some reps that are normally reserved for Lazard and MVS. On, on one of A.J. Dillon's runs in the beginning of the game, it was out of a shotgun formation, and the three wide receivers on the field were Alan Lazard, Equinemius St. Brown, and Dominique Daphne. Mm. And it was just like, put in whoever you want, we're going to have success. And Dillon picked up four or five yards on that run. So just a, a, a scheme that's just totally interchangeable, right? Devontae comes off for a play, and it like – well, we'll just free up another guy. It doesn't matter. It, it's so much fun to watch, and I'm so hopeful right now. It's kind of scary. I mean, you know what's awesome about this is you could walk away from this win in the regular season with a bunch of critiques. Like Ryan said, Rodgers wasn't perfect. He missed MVS. Uh, Lazard had the drop. Lazard could have had you know, 150 yards total if he had caught that one. Who knows how long he was running. Um, he took a couple chances at the end of the first half into the end zone that could have been picked. Do you guys think those were good risks to take, or are you mad at those throws? Are you wondering what they were? At the time, I was wondering. Now, it you know, it does not matter now. Uh, but, yeah, at the time, it, it he, he was definitely forcing stuff in the first half, trying to make things happen. Um, and then, finally, we just settled in in the second half and just took what was given to us. Um, but, yeah, yeah I've, it, I've, I've it, complained it was before that 
I've complained before that I don't think he takes enough risk, and I think that was him taking the risk, being like, if I can get a touchdown here and we get the ball mm-hmm. back, this game can be over. And he got lucky they dropped it, but I can't argue it knowing what I've said in the past, which is a tough spot to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think the only reason I was accepting of it is we have had very, very bad luck of letting these last second touchdowns and field goals happen heading into half that I think being in that position, it was house money that got a little bit too wild <laughs> um, that, Hey, we got three points. Can we make it seven? Can we read enough that we can pull it off? Uh, it's interesting. What grade would you give this offense? If you were grading this offense, what grade would you have given it? It's like oh, B it's plus a minus. Yeah. A minus Ooh, for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would have gone into the B's just cause I, I mean, it was, it was, it felt at times very rusty. Um, mm. You left I a think little it was just a good there. defense. Just I think there was defense, good de- yeah. yeah, we were playing some good players. But cleaned up, I think we even get into the 40s, which is yeah. – I think that's the thing that excites me is we faced a stellar defense and did what we wanted to do even though we weren't our best. So let's switch it over to our defense, which – Hold on, hold boys, on. Real, real fast. We just need to put into context. The Rams defensive coordinator just got a head coaching job leading the number one defense in the league, and they had never given up more than 400 yards. We put up 32 with missing opportunities, with not the best we've ever seen Rodgers. We have 484 yards, Oof. no sacks, and no turnovers. That's clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, that's fantastic. It could have been better. Okay, now we, <laughs> now we can switch to defense. No, we could have been. That's what's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, defense, once again, uh Yes, they have moments where they're going to bend, uh, and I think there was some some issues in terms of tackling again. But in the last six games, we talked about this Rams team averaging 18.5 points against. Oh, man, they are amazing. This defense in the last six games has given up an average of 17 points a game. Like, unbelievable stuff. Jair continues to do things that are just mm-hmm. unreal pressure even without the smiths necessarily taking advantage other people stepped up i wasn't expecting uh this to be as close as it was it wasn't a nervous thing it was more a frustration thing of why aren't we just murdering them but how do we feel about this defense leading into a game that is going to be much much bigger you know I, I feel fantastic with how they played. Um, <laughs> the confidence on this podcast—we didn't murder I, them. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I. That's why I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of contradict what you said because, because it was a tough matchup. But the, the Rams didn't make any mistakes. They played very safe. They played very comfortable football. A lot of checkdowns. Um, they, they, they ran the ball pretty successful on us. Luckily, we were up in most of the game, so they didn't have a chance to uh, capitalize too much on it. Um, but we I thought the one played his best ball. That's the best. I, golf I think so. 21 for 20, 21 of 27. I mean, that's, that's insane to see of him. And he didn't fumble the ball when I thought he would have <laughs> in one of those sacks uh, where he was just had it out there to hang. Um, but where it frustrates me, yes, we kept him under 20 points, but I was still frustrated because of the soft coverage. I, I, maybe it's just to save their energy now at this point. I don't even get it because you can clearly see how much better the defense is when they don't play soft coverage. So it's just frustrating whenever that you we see it and it 
it's successful. They get they get passes underneath. They get some runs up the middle um, because of it. And I just wish they would recognize that faster than than give me a heart attack in the first half. That's the only thing. I'm I think we're all with you. I think you know even an average fan at this point can realize that you know they're playing soft when they don't need to be. And at this point, I have to just think it's a mindset of like, you know, we'll give up field goals. We're not giving up touchdowns, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And you know, the Rams were having so much success over the middle, like 10 to 15 yards downfield when we were in zone. Like if you think back to golf completions, you're probably thinking about a completion 10 yards over the middle. And we, we adjusted at a point in the game to play a little more man, to get a little more physical, but then we went back to zone and they started having success again. And I, I just don't get the scheme and the mindset and, you know, flashback to like two, three months ago when we were seven and three and we're like, we already know how we're going to lose in the playoffs. This defense is going to play a bad scheme. They're going to get outworked or a special teams issue. And I still think that's the only formula. I, I don't know how you play that loose coverage against the Tom Brady. You can get away with it with golf, but I think you're going to have to deploy – uh, some different mechanisms out there against a Hall of Fame greatest of all time quarterback because our guys are built for playing more physical and playing more man, and we just keep sitting back and letting things happen, you know, between the 25s. Um, breaking down the Rams, they had eight drives, three are scoring drives. The other five drives were all punts in which they gained a total of 28 yards. Like it. All right, we're pretty good. We're pretty. Good. It's just it's it's crazy though that uh, again I I always I can't help but think that we do have the pieces to be a very 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 good defense. It's they're not being put in the position to do said <laughs> things. And uh, Josh mm-hmm. Josh broke uh, my phone with how angry his tests were on <laughs> on the zone coverage. And it was absolutely right when you when you have four plays in a row where they're just chunking away 18 or more yards. It's like at some point you got to go, hey, this is we're not this isn't working for us. And and yet uh, it is what it is. And we'll 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 take the lumps when we get them, but. And you know what? Rayshon Gary should not be on the bench. Yes. Get the guy in there. Yes. Seven Never. quarterback pressures, and the only way to beat Brady is to get some pressure. The guy needs to play like 80% of the snaps next week. Yeah, the whole defensive line, I was just so blown away with their play, um, especially after we talked talked up the L.A. Rams offensive line a little bit. Um, so it, it's just so refreshing to see pressure consistently from our our line now. Um, it's been it's been a while since we've seen it. We haven't seen it consistently until the latter part of the year. Um, and seeing Gary get in everybody's face and really he's just pushing a player back most of the time. There's a there's normally an offensive lineman in between him and the quarterback when he's causing chaos. Mm-hmm. So it, it's fun to see. And then the just the athletic play from our safeties and linebackers shooting the gaps. Uh, they missed some times in this game and that that led to some run success. But I, I'm just loving to see how aggressive they are. They realize how important the moment is. It's make or break. Put it all on the line. And you can clearly see they're playing with all their heart right now. So who's going to be the first one to throw out the Jair Alexander stat? You got uh, it. You can do it. Yeah. Go, for it, man. <laughs> go, man. All right. I mean, you have to highlight Jair. Three targets and one catch for minus three yards. Did that guy just make a statement to be number one corner in the NFL? Ramsey who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? 
oh, build on that for next week. And then, you know, the, the storyline going in the Super Bowl for two weeks could be how Jair might be the number one corner in the NFL. He's playing like it. My my uh, interesting factoid I want to question you guys on, why is Brian Price in before snacks? Holy mackerel, I was going to bring this up. Uh, can we if, Are we ready to say in this podcast that snacks was used as a, a Seattle spy and it just so happens that we didn't have <laughs> Seattle? Like, I, I, I think three so. Three snaps. Three snaps for a guy that we talked about. It's not – he doesn't need to learn as much system as just about any position. Just stop the run, and the man plays three downs, including Price being in on a fourth and one. What – there's something is up about this. There's something that's up about – we were excited as Snacks being kind of that secondary to Lancaster. Hey, if it's third and one, let's push him in there. It's been two games now. And he's played maybe six snaps. I don't get it. Well, he had 12 in the first one, right? We just didn't register that he had 12 snaps. It didn't feel like that at all. But this this whole – you see Brian Price jogging off the field, and you're like, oh, yeah, the guy that gets called up from the practice squad every Saturday. Like, he's not a guy you expect to be on the field. Like, what is the snacks acquisition if Brian Price is on the field? And you can't tell me he's too old to get 20 snaps. The guy purposefully – left his old team because he felt like he wasn't getting enough snaps. That's a guy that feels like his body's in good enough shape to give you some reps. Who knows? Well, we're going to need a good question. Buccaneers got a power running back all of a sudden play off Lenny. We're going to, we're going to need some run defense this week. So let's look ahead. Uh, First off, before we kind of end this, we're not going to spend any time on it, but I, Bleep this out, Josh. I fucking hate our special teams. I can't believe that we do this every single oh, week. Yeah. We can't get snaps off. We can't. I just. I'm. What happened to Tavon Austin? I don't like. He we, had the we one joked. fumble, and they, he hasn't gone back in. And the fumble wasn't even really his fault. So I just. He looks like he joke. can't return a punt. This was his living. We yeah. joke about we just see guys to fair catch, and what do they do? They don't fair catch the ball and let it go 20 yards I, back. I, I think Shamanega must take him behind and just whip him or something, and they, they're they scared beat, to do anything. Beat like. their confidence out of them? If, yeah. you're, if you're a good special teams coach in the NFL, you do not put a kickoff into the end zone. You make the Packers return that ball because yeah. Malik Turner ain't bringing it to 25, and you make it a fumble out of it. It's oh, it's it's ridiculous how bad it is. I thought the real question of our time was: Is the Little Wayne song good? Oh, mm. hey, it got us a win. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> there are some keep, differing keep opinions. It. Keep playing it. I don't think most of these team songs are great. With with no disrespect to Blaine, because his Chiefs song got played in the stadium woo, and woo, then woo, used woo. on a Chiefs highlight video on their Instagram and Twitter, right? So. Congrats to Blaine on that one. And you know what, Blaine? I hope we can have you on the podcast in a week or two for a little Super Bowl preview. The Little Wayne song, not a fan. But you know what? If it hypes up the players, it did its job. Uh, my last question was actually, or, or props, was to the fans that showed up. First of all, when they said that there were 6,000 people and then it looked like the lower bowl was like three quarters full, I was like, yeah. I don't know who is counting on this one. but uh, 40,000? Yeah. But I... I Rogers felt like that it was a sold out 50,000 Lazard joked like it felt like 90,000 I'm sure there's some just exuberance of having people there but it sounded good like it sounded legitimately like 
for being 10% capacity or whatever that ends up being, I mean, it was awesome. And they said that they're going to bump it up by 500 for this next week. I wouldn't be surprised if we see 12 to 15 somehow. But awesome yeah. to see the fans there. Absolutely. The first time I heard through the TV the Go Pack Go chant, and it was, you know, an authentic one, not piped through speakers. I'm like, oh, that, that just gives you goosebumps, makes you want to be there. It was fantastic. It had to feel good for the players, too. So looking ahead, we get the early Sunday matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I don't remember what happened when we first played them this year. Mm. I don't think it ended up very well. But I don't think we did play them, nope. <laughs> it is it is intriguing because there was moments where there was a debate, at least in my mind, of do you want to play Saints or do you want to play Tampa? Man, breeze and 20-degree weather would have been eaten alive. And it's, it, it bums me out that we now have to face a guy that has is very secure in cold games. But mm-hmm. first thoughts when you the whistle finally blew and you knew we were playing the Bucks next weekend. We got this. Ooh, oh man. I I I thought the same, but I also thought it's the NFC matchup that is deserving of an NFC title. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm I'm happy to see a rematch between these two teams. I mean, yeah, both I, games, both yeah, games are both fantastic. Games are awesome. Awesome. And assuming that Mahomes is back and it's all good, I'm just this weird situation. I mean, these are these are arguably the four best teams in football. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's awesome. This is what and you want to see. Yep. It's also crazy. This is only the third NFC championship game in Lambo history. Isn't that wow. crazy? What? Third time ever. So wow. that's hard to believe. Rogers, we talked about that Jordy Nelson clip was floating around all damn year about him saying we got to host one of these one day. Well, here we go. That's what gives me faith. Yes. So until then, until our preview matchup where there is no way we aren't biased as hell. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Go back, go. (laughs) 